0: You're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learn to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learn to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind. And that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. Today, today we're talking about Precious Metals IRAs, and we're also gonna talk a little bit about what to do if a recession is coming, which goes hand in hand with Precious Metals IRAs. Let's say you're saving for retirement, but when you think about having all of your money in the stock market, it makes you feel nauseated. Um, Same, exactly the same, I don't like that thought. Um, Or you're working to recession-proof your life, and having a foundation of Precious Metals And knowing how it works can be super, super helpful. So, I've got you covered in this episode. There are so many amazing options to help diversify your retirement savings. And today, we're going to talk about one of my go to's, which is precious metals. And before we get into it, let's quickly talk about budget planners. The budget planners have been a hit among everyone who's bought one, and they have everything, everything, everything. You need to stay focused on your overall financial goals and just stay really organized. So there's places to keep track of your debt every month and how much progress you're making on it. There's room for your subscriptions and just keeping track of like, when is the money coming out of your account? There's a bill and income calendar so you know exactly when money's coming in and what day money's going out. So you never have to worry about like, okay, do I have enough money in my account or am I gonna be overdrafted? We're not living in overdraft land anymore. We're moving on to the land of abundance. And that's what this budget planner is going to do for you. It's going to help you just get really organized on a monthly basis because it has every sheet you need to stay accountable to your monthly budget, how to set it up. There's tutorial videos so you can Feel confident setting up your budget planner and utilizing every tool in there. And then there's also annual worksheets that you can keep track of how much progress you're making every single month for the whole year. So you'll know how much is in your new car fund, in your home down payment fund, in your retirement accounts, in your investment accounts, and it's all in one place. And it's just been an amazing resource. I personally have loved using it. And everyone that's put theirs to use has really enjoyed, again, having everything in one place, just feeling really organized. So you can plan for all of the monthly expenses, but also the bigger stuff, stuff that you can do to enjoy your money and to prepare for the future. So if you want a budget planner, you can head to the link in the show notes, or you can go to angelahatchiecom budget planner. Now, in this episode, there's gonna be like some vocabulary words and the real point that I try to make with personal finances to make it like unstuffy and really easy to understand for people. So I will, there'll be probably terms that you have not heard before. If you have, you don't really maybe have a really good grasp of what they are. And I will do my best to explain them in a simple way, because that's really the only way that matters. We don't need like fancy vocabulary to talk about these things. It's just um, making it understandable for everybody. So let's talk about why precious metals in the first place. Um, And I talked about in the very beginning of this episode, like if you're trying to recession-proof your life, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, I've been talking about there is a very high percentage chance that we will be in a recession in the coming couple years. And I'm going to give you a couple kind of leading indicators, like the things that kind of help, show that a recession is coming so that you can have this information for yourself in the future and also put it to use right now. Because if I'm talking right now in the beginning of 2021, and we have a recession coming in two years, three years, it gives you the time to prepare and kind of work to recession-proof your life in that time so that you're not caught like holding the bag when the recession happens. And uh, again, if you've been following me for um, a while, I've showed like articles about how there's a recession coming. It's like a 100% chance uh, as what economists are saying of a recession in the next 12 months. So usually there's like some indicators at the beginning and a recession doesn't always happen like directly in the next 12 months. Like it might be in two years and it might be in three years from now, but there are always like leading indicators, things that point to a recession could be happening in the next few years. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And precious metals falls in line with that because one of the things that I tell people like, here's a way to recession-proof your life is to invest in something that has an inverse relationship to the dollar bill, which is what precious metals is. There's other things as well, but precious metals is probably the best example. So what that means is like, if it has an inverse relationship, it means like if the dollar goes up, then precious metals goes down. But if the dollar goes down, then precious metals goes up. So you could see that this would be like very advantageous if two years, three years down the line, the dollar goes down because we are in a state of hyperinflation because we've kind of like flooded the market with cash, which is what's happening right now, right? The federal government is just kind of like printing money. Not kind of, they're printing billions and trillions of dollars. And so they're flooding the market. And so that leads to inflation later on. And so that's when the dollar, like the weight of the dollar would go down. But historically, precious metals goes up. So you're kind of like hedging your bets in that way, that if you have precious metals, and like, something goes wrong in your life, you don't have all of your money in the dollar, which is down. You have some of your money in precious metals, which is going up at that time. So it's just kind of like a great hedge against those things throughout your life. It's not like a quick fix, like go buy $20,000 in precious metals. It's like start accumulating it. Um, and over time, you will build up kind of this hedge against this happening. Let's talk about what some of the leading indicators of a recession are. Are and how some of them are already here. I'm going to give you guys resources, like all of my sources. If I talk about anything in these podcast episodes, will be linked in the show notes. And I also have a blog post on my website for every episode where I will link anything that I talked about. So I'm going to give you like what these leading indicators are, and then I will give you like the website where you can check it out for yourself and kind of um, use that as a resource, not just now, but again throughout your life. So one of the first things that shows that there could be a recession in the future. something called a yield curve. So essentially this means like the interest on U.S. bonds has flip-flopped. It's inverted. It means that investors want a higher yield for a shorter amount of time. And the thinking is that they're basically like thinking to themselves, they're hedging their bets against what they think is going to be an inflated dollar in the future because they want to get paid back with a strong dollar rather than waiting and getting paid back with what could be an inflated dollar. So anytime that yield curves curve uh, inverts, um, one of the quotes from my sources says, inversions of the yield curve have predicted recessions for the past 50 years. So this is a great one that will help you understand like when a recession is coming in the very beginning um, is yield curve. So I will put a, a link to this resource in the show notes, but anytime you can see like countries who are buying our debts or US bonds are trying to get a higher yield for a shorter amount of time, that's when we're like, okay, there's might be a problem here because they're thinking to themselves like, okay, well, I'm not going to wait because if the dollar's going to go down and be inflated, I don't want to get paid back with that dollar. I want to get paid back with a strong dollar. So I want a shorter amount of time. So that's something that is a huge leading indicator of a recession. The next is building permits. So permits for like, commercial construction are issued months before the home is completed, usually like six to nine months. So when the demand for building permits goes down, that is a leading indicator that there's a problem with the demand for new construction. Because if giant construction companies are like, you know what, it's not a good time to be building right now. We're not going to put a bunch of projects on the calendar for the next nine months because we're anticipating a recession. That's a great thing to note because if you're like, okay, well, real estate and construction, if those are hurting, that's generally a ripple effect on the economy. Because if we saw again, like if you think back to 2008 with the housing uh, crisis, there was no houses being built. It was like um, houses were started and then it was just like, Deserted construction sites. And so that is a great indicator as well. So you can actually keep tabs on building permits. You can search by year and state, and you can see like year over year what the building permits issued are. And that again is a great one. Like it seems super simple, but if people, if construction companies are not building and there's no demand for new construction, that again is a sign of an impending recession coming. So you can keep tabs on it. Um, it's the government census site, but again, I will help link it, uh, in the show notes as well for this. And so I did this when I was doing the research for this episode for California and, uh, the building permits for California are down this year, which, you know, I know it's a strange year and that's kind of like what is, uh, kind of skewing some of the data, but it's so good to have these resources and understand what these leading indicators are so that you can start planning and start kind of recession proofing your life. So make sure to check that out and just like have a browse and see what the building permits are in your area, I think is really interesting. The third leading indicator of a recession is something called durable goods orders. So basically this is like any big companies, if they are putting off ordering big stuff for the company like machinery or commercial jets, they're basically like, for the year they're like you know what we're gonna pass on ordering any of the big purchases from the year and we're just gonna like use the stuff that we have and keep it running basically and again you can find that information on the website because again these big companies if they're like you know what we're not gonna buy this year uh we're not gonna purchase any new machinery or any like of these big durable goods you can check out airplane companies like boeing again it's been a weird year so that needs to be factored in as well but these are all leading indicators of like recessions from history, not just like this year specifically. So that's another leading indicator. Is like if those companies aren't ordering um the new machinery that they need, that is another good indicator. And again, you can find that information on the government website and I will give you the the link as well. But basically like when the economy weakens, companies are gonna put off their extra purchase, their like large purchases for a while because they're like, well, if the economy tanks, I'm not gonna dump a bunch of money into you know, a $300,000 machine for the company, we'll just wait till next year when the economy is strong again. And so that, again, leading indicator. And the last one that I wanted to talk about is rising mortgage rates. This year and last year have seen really low mortgage rates. And uh, in one of my networking groups, I have some mortgage lenders basically, and they were like, they were talking about in our last meeting how mortgage rates are starting to climb. They're starting to go up today. So even a 1% rise in interest rates can cost you know, tens of thousands of dollars in interest for homeowners. So if it's like 2.7% right now, it rises 1% to like 3.7%. That's like, you know, $60,000 in interest on an average priced home. And so even just like a little bit, which seems like a little bit, 1% equals a lot because it's a lot of money we're talking about. So an increase in mortgage rates could cause a downturn on the demand for housing, because if everybody's like, well, the interest rates are going up, I'm not going to buy a house right now, because why would I buy a house when the interest rates are 1% more than they were a year ago? So if that causes people to not be seeking a home or to be home buyers, that can be a leading indicator as well. And currently, right, we're sitting here in 2021, a lot of what happens with rising mortgage rates Hinges on the vaccine, so a lot of mortgage experts think like the first half of this year will have continue to have the same like lowish rates, but the second half we'll see them start to climb as people get back to work and regular life. We've basically been in like a forced state of depression right now because people are not working, and so as people go back to regular life and go back to work, the economy is expected to pick up again. But one of the things to keep an eye on is this rising mortgage rates. Um, indicator, because what we're seeing right now is people paying $40,000 over asking price and no inventory, like there's no houses for people to buy. So if we see that kind of like flip-flop where people are like, there's no demand for housing anymore, that would be definitely a leading indicator of a coming recession as well. So I'm going to put all of these tips and tricks and links and everything in the show notes and on my website. But Basically, the point of this is like, what does all of this have to do with investing in precious metals? And that's what we're going to get into, is that in the beginning stages of a recession, which is where experts say we are now, if we look at the graph of the GDP, the economy over the last 100 years, we can see the spikes of the economy and we can see where the recessions are. Right now, if we look at this, we are literally at like the very, very top, like the precipice of where we have ever been before. And what goes up must come down and that's basically where we are where I'm I mean like I'm not an economist expert I've just done my reading and done my research so if you want to look into this more it's worth looking into and that's what this episode is meant for you to do is just to be aware of it because recessions happen all the time I don't know how severe it's going to be people say it's gonna be worse than 2008 Um, the guy who basically predicted the housing crisis of 2008 was like this one's gonna be way worse so you know just do your own research on it but the whole point of this is to make people aware because i I don't want anyone like two years down the line, three years down the line when this happens to be like, I'm completely blindsided. I don't have an emergency fund. I'm out of work. And they took no steps to help prepare themselves. So this is what this episode is all about, because even if you take the steps to prepare yourself, will you not still be better off than if a recession happens to not come? Which the chances are very low that a recession will not happen. Um, Again, I said it's like a 100% chance that a recession will happen based on the experts, not based on me. So um, be sure to look into that. But again, if we are at the very, we're like at the precipice right now, and we're going to come down in the next few years, or this year, we start to see things like these leading indicators happen. So doing your research is super important. And having these as like starting points in your mind of like, okay, what can I um, look out for in terms of the federal spending or the national deficit? Or what can I look at in terms of rising mortgage rates or um, durable goods spending or Uh, building permits, like just having things in your mind as a starting point can be really helpful as you move through your financial decisions. Typically, these things happen, which causes inflation, which in turn causes a recession, because if the dollar is not worth as much as it was before, people are out of work, there's no demand for housing anymore, that can cause, of course, that recession and that kind of like suppressed economy. So as we might be at the very start of this process, now is the time to not only get on a budget and take control of your money, but also to make whatever preparations you need to to take care of yourself and your family. And that's where this investing in precious metals comes into play as part of a larger strategy, right? Like the investing in precious metals is just like one little token in the strategy and having a bigger conceptual strategy is really important too. But we're just going to be talking about the precious metals IRA. And I gave you, you know, these leading indicators because it's kind of a hot topic right now. And I wanted you to have some information going into it. So you can start to think about how you can um, either invest in precious metals or level up your career, start bulking up your emergency fund now because if in three years from now you're like I should have done that two years ago um, that's what I don't want with anything like a precious metals either IRA or if you just want to buy like silver coins or gold coins or something like that having an understanding of how these accounts work is really important too and I will never tell anyone like trade in all of your cash for precious metals, that's not part of the strategy. So experts recommend you have 10 to 20% of your net worth in precious metals, which is like silver or gold or platinum or something like that. So it's not like convert all of your money. It's just having that little chunk of your basically like portfolio that's diversified. So you don't have all of your money in the stock market. You don't have all of your money in cash. You have you know, 10 to 20% of your money in something else that is a hedge against those things. So um, a scenario that I would like you to think about is like, what if it's time for you to retire and the dollar is low? How do you basically protect yourself against that? So if you're like 65 and you're like, okay, I'm going to go take my money out of the stock market and the dollar is low, it's probably not the best time for you to take money out of the stock market. And If you work with a retirement um, planning professional, they will help you time your exit from the stock market. So they'll either like diversify your portfolio more into bonds or more into stocks and make it less risky. So that when you it's time for you to take your money out of the stock market, you're not kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. So one of the ways you can protect yourself against this, again, the focus of this episode is precious metals IRAs. If you have a precious metals IRA that you can basically tap into if you're it's your time to retire and the dollar is low that will basically like help you float until the dollar comes back up the economy recovers whatever's going to happen in 50 years 40 years we don't know but it's just to give you like a bigger picture of what it can do for you is like I don't want you to be retiring and then like okay the economy's down and the dollar is not worth as much as it used to are you shit out of luck or do you have a Kind of a hedge against that. So that's again what the precious metals IRA category falls into. I'm also going to talk about like the pros and cons of a precious metals IRA or just investing in precious metals in the first place. So one of the things I wrote out for myself in this outline was like, when should people start thinking about this? I don't think that there's like any specific like age i think it more depends on your situation um i don't think it's super important to if you have like a bunch of debt you don't need to be going and getting like precious metals and precious metals iras there are kind of an order of operations to these things like i would say make sure you have an emergency fund in cash first that's really important (laughs) that needs to happen like right away, if you don't have an emergency fund and you're listening to this episode, you're like, oh, a recession's coming. If you have no money for yourself, should something like that happen, that is your first priority. Then you should work on paying off your debt. If you have debt, it's probably not like the next step for you. I would say you should start thinking about this when you're to the place where you're like, I don't have debt anymore. I have an emergency fund. I'm making good money. um, I'm not really like stressed about my bills and I'm looking for ways to kind of maximize my retirement. So if you're contributing consistently to your retirement fund and you're just like, I have a little bit of extra money to either contribute or to invest in something else, I would say that's probably the person that this episode is most relevant for in terms of precious metals IRA. So a precious metals IRA works similar to like a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, except for that instead of your money being in something like the stock market it is backed by whatever precious metals you bought it in. So if you have a precious metals IRA, you're also paying basically a storage fee because whatever money you put in, they actually hold that amount of money for you. So let's say you invest $10,000 into a precious metals IRA and you get $10,000 worth of silver. You are paying a storage fee because your $10,000 is actually backed by silver if you bought it in silver and they're storing $10,000 of silver for you. If you have it in the stock market, your money is just, it's like in a bank account. It's just kind of like floating around. That's kind of how you can think about a precious metals IRA working as like, it's a physical thing that they're storing for you that you have access to if you want to cash it in. So that's kind of how the precious metals IRA works. And of course, like the price of gold, silver, platinum fluctuates on a daily basis. Again, depending on what the stock market's doing, it's kind of like interrelated. So that's how on a very simple level, how the precious metals IRA works. And I will also talk about the pros and cons as well. So the pros are, it is tax advantaged. So it's similar to a regular retirement account, uh, in that it is a tax advantaged account. It has portfolio protection, meaning that it's a great hedge against inflation and like financial or economic crisis because gold and silver are the only form of money that has never been worth nothing. So gold is the only thing in the world, in the history of the world that has never been worth nothing. And so that is a great kind of like bet and a hedge against things like an economic recession. It is also diversification. So if it's your time to retire and it falls during, let's say the 2008 crisis, and you're like, all of my money was in the stock market and I'm basically screwed, um, you can pull your precious metals account and wait for the stock market to build back up. And then you can pull your retirement from those accounts uh, after that. And so it just kind of is like that gap filler for you Um, and a hedge against, like, I don't want to retire in 2008 because I'm not going to get any of my money. And that's what happened to a lot of people is they lost their entire retirement and they had to go back to work and they had to get another job and they had to get health benefits and they had to start their retirement basically over again. And that's never what I want to happen to anybody. So let's, so those are amazing pros. Like, Highly, highly recommend you like dipping your toe in. If you're to the place where you're, like I have an emergency fund, I don't have debt anymore, and I'm really focusing on like maxing out my retirement accounts. Some cons to this are, unlike paper-backed assets, right? Like the stock market is money. Gold and silver does not pay any dividends, so it's just like a straight up your whatever the gold is worth, whatever the silver is worth you're not getting paid any dividends from that. Some of the barriers to entry to like a precious metals IRA, there are fees I talked to you about. There's like storage fees. So if you put $10,000 into a precious metals IRA, you have to pay to store that because they can't just keep like, you know, millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars in gold or silver, just like, oh, they're in the back. (laughs) They have to store them in an appropriate way. And then for some companies, there's also like um, a real barrier to entry. That you have to start with a minimum amount. So, for a really popular company called Birch Gold, you have to have $10,000 to invest when you start. So, again, there's a bigger barrier to entry. That's why I said it's not for everyone at whatever stage they're in, because you have to be to the space where you're like, okay, I'm maxing out my retirement accounts. And I would also like to start diversifying my portfolio and you have 10K to start with. So that's the person that I'm talking to. The other alternative to this, like that you don't need to start a precious metals IRA is you can just buy like gold or silver coins or like a silver spot basically. And you can do this. You can buy I think you can buy like one at a time, or you can buy 10 at a time, or you can buy like a whole box at a time. And this is what I've been doing. So I don't have a precious metals IRA yet, but it's part of my investment strategy, like bigger picture that I would like to get into in the next five years and do that like $10,000 with birch gold and get started. So this is what I personally do. And that's again, what I always tell people, like I've never come on a podcast. I'm like, you should do X, Y, and Z. And then I don't do any of them. These are all things that I do for myself as well. So I purchase just the silver um, coins, which you can buy one at a time, or you can buy like 10 at a time. And that's an easy way where you don't have that barrier to entry where you're like, okay, I need to save $10,000 can seem really like a daunting thing for you if you're not at that stage. So if you are at the very beginning of this process, it's a great way to do you can just buy on a smaller scale, your own silver coins and store them yourself. That's a great way to do it as well. If you are to the stage, you can open a precious metals IRA. There's kind of a process. But the company I'd recommend is Birch Gold for that. And then if you just want to buy like silver coins, um, or gold coins, or whatever it is, um, the company that I use is called AppMex, A-P-M-E-X. And you can just go to their website. And It's like the US Mint, it's legit and all that stuff. I wouldn't send you to a, a sketchy website. But it's great. You can just buy whatever amount you want to, and they just mail it to your house, which is Great. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. And again, just at the end of this episode, I want to mention like recessions happen all the time. It's just about what you do with the information that one is coming. And that's kind of the point I want to make at the end of this episode is we know with pretty good certainty that a recession is coming because these leading indicators are already happening. The mortgage rates are going up. um, Durable goods purchases are down. The yield curve has inverted, which again, I gave you guys the quote from my source, which is like That's been a leading indicator of recessions for the last 50 years. And so these things are starting to happen. So I'm trying to bring awareness to it so that people can start preparing because if it takes you two years to build up an emergency fund, that's fantastic. It's better than getting stuck holding the bag in two years when it's like the economy has bottomed out and you're like, shoot, I should have listened and started doing something about it. So it's a great time to just get yourself on a budget and like really get your expenses down. And I will again, just mention at the end of this episode, the other things that I recommend for, um, recession proofing your life in addition to diversifying with something like pr- precious metals. So in addition to diversifying your assets, basically with something like precious metals, the other thing that I recommend that recommend people start to think about is how can you kind of level up your job skills or your career? So maybe there's like a training you can take or a certification that you can complete that will kind of diversify you from other job seekers should this happen so that's another great thing to add to your list of things to look into third thing would be to bulk up your emergency fund if you do not have an emergency fund i would say that would be like priority number one you never know what's going to happen so you know god forbid you're out of work for three months you've taken the time and put in the work to save up so that you have kind of a buffer of being able to find a new job and not be like okay i need a job tomorrow. um, It takes away a lot of the stress in those types of situations. So that's the third thing. And the fourth thing that I recommend people to start thinking about uh, when there's a recession coming is long-term purchases. This is something that I've been emphasizing um, with people I've been working with. In addition to building up an emergency fund, think about any long-term purchases. Like if you're going to buy a house in the next year, or you're going to buy a car, or you're planning any other like big expenses in the coming 12 months, I would think about like, can I sustain this, even if like shit hits the fan for a few months, or will that completely destroy me? And these are kind of like the bigger picture, long term financial de- decisions that I feel are really important for people to just take a to do the research on and b to take the time to think about because I think so many people hop into financial situations that they either haven't fully researched yet, or they haven't thought like, Okay, is this sustainable for me long-term? And just taking the time to think about that. Like, okay, if I am going to buy a house in the next year, do I have the savings? Do I have the emergency fund? Do I have the job security? That if something happens and I'm like, for some reason out of work for three to six months, am I going to be still able to afford that house or is that going to completely like ruin my financial future and bankrupt me and send me down like this 10 year recovery path trying to get my savings back? And that's what I want you to think about is any, I'm not telling you not to do it. Like if you're ready to buy a house, please, by all means go buy a house while the mortgage rates are low. I'm talking about just thinking about these things in the bigger picture and making sure that it's a sound financial decision before you go through with it. And that's I mean, I will never tell you what to do with your money. I'm just giving you like precautions, things to think about going forward. Um, and if you are in the place where you can afford a house right now and you can afford a new car, like by all means go for it. Uh, just, I want to emphasize like, please have your ducks in a row before we do that. So we don't have to panic in two years, three years about something that people essentially know is going to happen. So again, i take these things into mind, do some research on precious metals IRA, or if you if you are at that point in your finances, um, it has been an amazing thing for me to feel more confident in my finances. Like, okay, if shit hits the fan, I know I have like a certain amount of money uh, that is in precious metals that will probably go up if the dollar goes down. And I don't have to really stress about it that much. So that's been amazing. So it will help you just feel more like you have a handle on your comprehensive finances that you're not just like thinking about your paycheck next week. We're thinking about it again. This is the long game. We're playing the long game here to set ourselves up so that we can thrive so that our family can thrive. And just, I mean, life is stressful and things will happen no doubt, but just, doing the things you can to prepare for them before they happen is super, super important. So again, I will put the links for all of these things in the show notes if you want to go and reference them and check them out and like bookmark them so you can do your own research. A starting point for your own research. It's not meant to be like comprehensive and give you every little tidbit of information. It's just they're here to bring awareness to you and give you some ideas on how to get started. So I will always encourage you to do your own research and do what you feel is best for yourself. If you have questions about this episode, anything that I can answer for you, please find me on Instagram, Angela Hatchie on there, or you can send me an email. All my information is in the show notes for this episode and let me know how I can help you moving forward. And last but not least, I want to mention my new membership coming. It's coming in the next month or so. And it's as everything, it has the motivation component to it. It has the accountability portion to it. I'm bringing in guest experts on all kinds of topics that you would have to pay literally hundreds of dollars to talk to and have a consult with. And so it has so, so much value. And it's really going to be community-based, which is what I'm really excited about. Um, There'll be multiple calls every month to help you stay organized and help you stay motivated. There's going to be money challenges to keep it fun and exciting because your money is a long process. You're not just going to like pay off your debt and save and then you're done. It's a forever thing. And so this is meant to be that accountability portion of it where we'll be together every single month as you're financial situation changes, you get a raise, you get laid off, you need to save for your emergency fund, you had to use your emergency fund, like all of the things that happen in everyone's financial life that we can come together with a like-minded group of people and answer questions and get guest experts in on things like home buying and tax planning and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be like such an amazing resource for everyone. It's going to be a low ticket option that is just meant to be like a amazing foundation for people with their finances to show up every single month, get their budget taken care of, get their questions answered and have access to uh, guest experts for all the adult things that will help them make these really smart decisions financially um, for yourself and for your family. So I'm really excited to kind of introduce you guys more to it. Um, It'll be coming the next month or so, but I'm super, super excited to share it with you guys and bring it to you and work with you in that way. So keep an eye out for that in the next month or so. And that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you're having an amazing week and have something fun planned for the weekend.